Welcome to Hero's Diary. Just go ahead and do it, like literally. Hello, brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, uncle and aunties, niece and nephews, grandpa, grandma, <laughs> baby, toddlers, he, she, they, them, everybody. Welcome to HD. Of course you're watching in high definition, but you know this is what that's not what this is. This is Hero's Diary, the show that celebrates the black hero's success journey. As always, my name is Kenny Lola. And hey, what have we got in here today? Come on, man, we're gonna go straight to it. You know, like we say on Hero's Diary, we tend to celebrate hero's journey. And sometimes you think of heroes and you're thinking, oh, there's gotta be some, you know, someone who's been there for like 30, 40, 50, 120 years and stuff like that. But no, sometimes it's someone who's been there a bit shorter than that, but who's made so much impact that it's worth talking about their journey and then tracking how much they've come and more importantly, where they are going and you know what's even more funny what's funnier today so i've talked to a few people and going like oh the guest tonight da, 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 da. and they go like who's your guest tonight and they go like henry oh what footballer <laughs> not there yet we're not there yet we're trying we're trying we're gonna get there but we're not there yet and they go home okay so when, when, when is he coming or where, where's he from like, mm, actually it's dj he's a dj oh no no dj henry and they go like dj henry like so when is he coming? Is it tonight? Or I was like, no, it's actually not a guy. It's <laughs> DJ Henry as a lady. DJ Henry, what's up, girl? I get that quite a lot. Hi. Yeah. Oh my God. Tell How me, why do you get that? Why do you tend to get that? Um, it's always because, oh my gosh, what, your name is Henry and you're a girl. And I'm like, yeah, do you know what? It's just my dad. What am I going to do about it? He's also called Henry. Oh. And um, he named me after himself. He said he doesn't care what I come out as, that I must be named after him. So here I am. So he had the name before the baby. Yeah. So he's a Y and I'm an IE. IE? Yeah. Does that, do you, do you think that differentiates it for you? Makes you... Um, not really. Because if he's saying junior, then I know he's talking to his nah. definitely me. Oh my God. <laughs> Welcome, Harry. Welcome to Hero's Diary. We're so, so, so glad to have you on here today. Babe. Thank you for having You're me. You're so welcomed. And um, so Harry's a DJ, podcaster, broadcaster, yeah. host, superstar, Come whatever on. you want to call it, man. <laughs> like too many hats in one. How yeah. you juggle all that things together, girl? Um, it's a bit, it's a bit hard, especially as like life becomes a bit more busy. But at first I was like, I just like doing all of these things. I love presenting. I love DJing. I love music. I love content. So I didn't really want to like let one go. So I just decided that, yeah, by God's grace, I just want to do it all at once. And that's kind of what I'm doing now. Yeah. Because I, I remember when, um, when we spoke and I, and I called you DJ Henry and you said, you actually prefer just being Henry. Yeah. What's up? You want to throw away the DJ? Yeah, only because if, if I say that I'm DJ Henry, then I'll only ever be known as a DJ. Whereas my, like the first thing I started doing in the first place was presenting. So I see myself as a presenter first anyway. Yeah. But it's just it just so happens that I present in the music industry. I love music. I love all types of music. So being able to DJ is like a really incredible bonus for me. But I don't want it to be like the box of oh my gosh she just djs now i do like <laughs> i do a lot more so oh, yeah nice i mean we're going to come back to the dj thing because it's quite interesting i mean it's a really interesting uh uh thing to talk about but i mean what, what, what was your day like today what happened today today was actually a pretty easy day to okay. be fair so i so your day is normally easy 
No. <laughs> this is like one of two days I've had off in like, and it's not even an off day because I'm still doing something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But this is one of the like easiest days I've had in a good couple of weeks. Um, so today I had a driving lesson, which was actually quite stressful in itself. Driving lesson? Yeah, driving lesson. So I don't know how to drive. Big girl can't drive. I know. Do you know what? I've been giving myself the excuse that being in London, you don't really know how to drive. Yeah. But really... Um, obviously until my lessons are over, it's safer for everybody else that I yeah. don't drive. <laughs> wow. So how have you been going around? You've, been, you've yeah. been extremely busy. You've yeah. been on BT Sports, presenting on BT Sports. You've presented yeah. the mobiles. Yeah. You're on keys. You're doing all these gigs and stuff, left, right and center. Yeah. And you don't drive? I don't, I don't, we don't actually need to, well, with the work that I do anyway, unless I'm going like a really far, like far distance, yeah. I don't actually have to drive <laughs> myself but outside of that I ha like obviously I realized that yeah I'd like to have it as a skill you never what if the apocalypse happens tomorrow and you need to take someone's car like what yeah. are you gonna do so I want to learn how to drive just for life anyway oh good so yeah. you just started learning now How's I've you only just started um I want to shout out my instructor he's incredible um, okay I like really <laughs> I, I scream every single time like I get nervous was in the car instructor? Was like AA and oh no no not private he's just someone literally just found him online and was just like yeah this guy seems cool met him in real life and I was like yeah this seems like a great thing to be able to do yeah. and he speaks to me in a language that I understand because he's young and black what language is that <laughs> um, what kind of language is that how right. can I describe it? So when he answers his phone, he's like, yo, what are you telling me? Ooh. And I'm like, that is a person that I can get along with. <laughs> That's someone yeah. I can get along with. What kind of guy? Do you get it? Like, I can, I can understand you and I know that you understand me when I speak. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of thing I find, yeah, incredible. So by God's grace, we pass because I need, <laughs> I need this. Oh, you pass? Oh, no, wait, wait. by God's grace, I will pass. You will so, pass? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So when's your driving test? What? What? <laughs> when is the driving test? Um, so it's happening soon, but right. I feel like we, we're not really meant to say when our driving test is happening. Oh, well. Isn't that not? a thing? The same way you don't tell people like when the baby's due. You don't tell people when you're doing your driving oh, really? test. Yeah. Why so you don't jinx it? I don't believe in jinxing because how can you jinx God? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> However, it's just like a thing. But it's happening soon, like in soon. a couple of months. Yeah. yeah. Months? Yeah. What? You like two months? You yeah. take that much lessons? Yes, I'm um, like it's actually quite scary when I'm on the I mean, road. How many driving uh, tests do you reckon you're gonna have? Um, one by God's grace and mercy. <laughs> Hello. I don't want to be one of those people that's going back like five times. But if it happens, all right, all right, then right. I, I had three three driving <laughs> okay, lessons before fairs, I passed mine. Fairs. And I used to drive in Nigeria before I okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you start you start in a fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know people who've been nine, ten, eleven times before they eventually eleven. You know, yeah. That but can't be my story. I'm so sorry. No, it won't be. I'm sure you pass it one time. Just yeah, just take your time, and you've got this you know I mean? really cool, really cool driving instructor. I'm yeah, sure it should be all right. Yeah, I pray so. Honestly, oh brilliant, man. All right, cool. Let's come to you, man. Like DJing, hosting, podcasting. Yes. Yes. Listen, I've watched your, your stuff on Keys, and you've had so many people. It, it's feeling to me now that you're actually the one like having me on your show. I feel like I'm on your show right <laughs> stop. now. You know? like, you stop. What's good, man? Like, tell me about your show. You've had so many. I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen some of you and yeah. so many interesting people on there. Man. Yeah, it must yeah. be really great meeting all these great personalities. Do you know what? Yeah, like I really had a good time and I just um, thank God for like the timing of having like my kiss show because before my kiss show, I was doing a podcast called Who We Be Talks, okay. which is, it was the... Um, 
it was a flagship podcast for Spotify, which means okay. that literally Spotify made the show. Right. And then the Spotify were like, okay, cool. Who can we get to host this show? And so they asked me to do it. And then who's they the asked... Who's the special person we're going to get to host this show? Who, me? Ah. No, who's the special? Don't look at someone, someone special. <laughs> no, do you know what? Yeah, and they like, had to go for the special person. No, do you know what it is? Like, right. it was... I was just like, basically starting my career. I couldn't actually believe I was chosen because the guy that was um, doing it alongside me called Harry, he had been not presenting to be fair but he had been a personality for quite a while so he was already like a big name yeah. and so them choosing me as well I'm just it makes me f it made me feel really like confident in my abilities to be able to do something like that. Why do you like think that. you were chosen at such early stage by I, Spotify? Honestly like I think it's God is number one but number two I think that it's obviously incredible that Spotify themselves are or were, like, do you know what I mean? Trying to shine a light on up and coming presenters. And I think that kind of made me almost like a homegrown kind of name-ish within the industry. So like, yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. And within that, our job literally weekly was to talk to someone huge. So it wasn't, it couldn't even be like a random person. Yeah. It was always somebody big every single, Everybody. every week. Wow. So you always had to get like your your head in the game. You always had to know what you're talking about. You always have to be ready for conversation. And so it taught me a lot for when eventually my kiss show came yeah. around. And so in doing that, obviously I'm doing it by myself and still speaking to big people. But yeah. I guess being able to do the Spotify well, first. Well, let's, before, before we get onto the kiss show. So on the Spotify show. Yeah. Tell us about some of these big, big people and, and especially the, the experience. And how did you feel when you know that, okay. X is coming on, yeah. X is coming on, and how was that experience? Okay, so it felt like surreal doing it, but we would record 52 weeks in a year, pretty much, unless like you've got a holiday or right. other work to do. Like we'd literally be there like every single week. So it became normal. And so that's how like I have, like I stopped myself too much from having like pinch me moments. Like, oh my gosh, this person's coming in. I can't like breathe, <laughs> which I've had to stop doing because you realize that everyone is a human everyone's being. Human. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Everyone's today. a human being, same yeah. way you're a human being. Yeah. And so, yeah, like doing it often, like helped me quite a lot, even though sometimes I still have a wobble, but I'm a lot better in that. And so like in terms of what kind of guests, like one of my standouts had to have been Idris Elba. He was incredible to talk to. He's also from Sierra Leone, like just realizing that he's also human, yeah. even though his voice is just as deep. <laughs> in yeah. real life yeah. like he was great Ian Wright was incredible Ian Wright Ooh. is one of my faves yeah, because in real life he's also really easy to it's speak to idol. Yeah. like he even as he sees me he'll be like yeah yo H so it's less of idol more of oh my gosh this is just a guy that I know now do you know Aww. what I mean or someone that I'll see outside like your like instructor well, if I see him outside, yeah, we'll both smile at each other, do you know what I mean? Have a yeah. conversation. And stuff like that is cool because, again, it removes all of, like, the idea of, like, someone's too famous or someone's yeah. too this or something. Yeah. And then yeah. you just see them as a human being. Yeah. Oh, no, that's that's great. That's, like, super amazing people. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, man. You've been on to men. And it was a lot of fun. So you are Hen Henry... Is it Henry? Henry? Henry, Henry. Yeah, like Henry, Henry the Eighth. Henry. Yeah. It's very, like, normal Henry. Henry. Yeah, 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 Henry. So Henry... Atinuke. Yeah, Kushway. 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 Yeah. Kushway. So where is that from, really? So my dad is Delta Ibo. He has told me the name of the specific, like, town area that he grew up in, but I forgot. You <laughs> I forgot. That However, now. like, that being said, like, even though I am Nigerian and Sierra Leonean, I identify just as being Yoruba. Um, being firstborn generation British here yeah. because that's all I ever like learned that's how I grew up those are the people that are around me 
So I pretty much, I think I understand the language to about like 80, 90%. So you're, you're, your mom's Sierra Leonean? Yes. How did she end up in Nigeria? So with both my parents, I, they're, they're trilingual, which I think is insane. Like, you know, like when you think of the idea of a trilingual, sometimes, or being a polyglot. Trilingual? Yeah, or being a polyglot where you understand two or more languages, I think it is. Yeah. Like people only ever think of like European languages or like language all the languages outside of Africa yeah. but I've just like recently in the last couple of years just like discovered how incredible it is that my parents not only like learning English as well as their native languages also learning Yoruba, Yoruba. on top of it Do you know I mean not easy so my mum yeah is from Sierra Leone and she um went to boarding school in Lagos and um from the stories that I hear from my granddad or heard from my granddad, he, um, she really loved it there. So she'd like always take like trips to Lagos. So did your grandparent move to late to Nigeria? Um, no, Syria? I don't think they ever did. But I think my mum, because she went to boarding school and she loved it in she Lagos. She went looking for your dad in Nigeria? <laughs> they must <laughs> have met in the like clubs. <laughs> Something like that. And then my dad left home at like 18 and then yeah. he went to live in Lagos. And I think that's how, that's how they, they both, they, yeah, they both learned the language. Wow. Okay. And then they, they, so because I was wondering how the Yoruba, because you've got Atinu okay, in your name. Yeah, yeah. So did you just, was that an adopted name or because I think it's Yoruba. It is Yoruba. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't adopted. As I was born, I had like, I've got like five middle names anyway. So I've got Isioma, which is my Ibo uh, middle name and Atunuke, which is like the first Yoruba name that wow. I actually go by anyway. So, um, yeah, like as well as their, their own cultures, they've also adopted Yoruba culture as well. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting, even in real life, seeing my dad talk to someone that's Ibo literally for a straight half, 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 half hour, hour. And then literally straight after that, somebody else that's Yoruba will come in and then he's having a whole other conversation. And then somebody else, like if he was ever to speak to my mum's sister, so my aunt, who is very, very salon, <laughs> like he will like adopt almost like pigeon slash creole to kind of communicate with her so i think it's just really interesting how they're like just able to move through yeah. different cultures just like that do you know so, what i mean so i love they, that they, they've adopted yoruba and then Igbo. yeah the Igbo language in yeah my, on my well. dad's side yeah on your dad's side yeah but how many of these languages do you speak Mine is only the language that neither of my parents are, which is uh, Yoruba. Like, my, neither of my parents come from that tribe, but... Well, you speak Yoruba? <sighs> if forced to... Oh, my Yoruba. I can... Oh, yeah, Oh, yeah, So, Yoruba. I don't know if you I can... Yes, I can understand everything that you're saying. You're saying... Yes, I, yes, I can. Completely. I can't, because people have... No, people have made fun of me. You don't understand. You know, like, when you... Try something, man. Sorry. No, let me, let, me, let me say my trauma. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> this is what a lot of us, I think, kind of go through. Yeah. Where you'll be young, and then you'll be, like, speaking to, like, aunties and uncles and all of these guys who are calling from Nigeria, because there's a calling card involved, yeah. right? And then they'll be saying stuff to you in Yoruba and they'll be like, yeah, reply back then, reply back in Yoruba only. Yoruba, yeah. And then I'll try and then they'll start laughing from how many hundred of miles away. Yeah. Do you know, I'm like, yeah, mum, take the phone. <laughs> I'm tired of this. I've tried. So when that put you up? Oh, you don't even understand. And I think that that's the reason why my voice is so British. Because yeah. I realised that even compared to other British Nigerians who are first generation, exactly yeah. like me. Yeah. I am very aware that sometimes we might not even sound alike. Do you know I mean, some of them, not all of them, some yeah. sound exactly like me, <laughs> but I see that difference. And I think it's because I, they laughed at me <laughs> that, that the British accent just got even more and more strong. So if I tried to, yeah. I think I would sound silly. I, I, can't, I want to try. Can you speak something though? Okay, cool. Either Yoruba or Igbo, just some 
Nigerian language. Okay. Mokbo Yoruba. Okay, that's not bad. She won't merely sodada. Yeah, you're trying. Okay, okay. But do you speak Pidgin English now? Do you know what? I don't understand Pidgin, but that's also because I don't understand Creole. So even though I know that they're not the same, I know. I was, I've been here and I've been actually seeing everybody like speak pigeon to each other. And yeah. I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't understand what's yeah, going on. Do you know how crazy that is? Oh right? You'd think that it'd be mad easy to pick up, but no, it's not. Well, I'm not just English now. Yeah. Okay, cool. I can understand that. But yeah. I've heard people speak it like proper deep. Like, I don't actually know oh what boy. you're saying here, babe. If I, re- if I related to you on a one-on-one level, you're not going to feel it at the talk. Okay, I understand that. Okay, yeah. maybe I do understand it. <laughs> maybe I do get it. Of course, you do, of course, you do, of course. You do. But no, listen, listen. Um, from what I've gathered, you spent um, quite some time with that. And do you, do, do, do you think there's been uh, as much influence? Because that being a being a DJ has yeah. that influenced you into that journey to becoming a DJ as well. Yeah, do you know what? absolutely? I think the fact that my dad loved music so much when I was growing up meant that I too like love music like I've got so many um there's so much music from my dad that I I'm so appreciative to know today so like you know like um Lagwaja has Kunku Bilung that's for me anyway that's a song that all of us if you're Nigerian and Yoruba should kind of know but there's another song by Lagwaja and he sang it with one girl and I forgot her name uh yeah uh I can't remember my name. Same. But it goes, wherever I go, wherever you are. And I said, who is this lady? Because she sounds like Whitney Houston to me. Do you know what I mean? So my dad, yeah, being a DJ, he introduced me to so much music, so much Nigerian music, so many Nigerian artists, things that I don't think I would have even been aware of if it wasn't for him. And even with that being said, like American music, because at the time it was Get Rich or Die Trying. (laughs) I was like all into like 50 Cent, Little Kim, like yeah. all them back in the day yeah. that all came from my dad do you know what I mean and um, as he was like DJ and like going out to the club to DJ as well I used to be like yeah dad I want to come with you and he used to be like no you can't come because there's like boogeymen outside in the club but yeah, I don't know like yeah him loving it so much and having so many CDs at home made me yeah definitely had a, it had an impact on my love for music as well and wanting to DJ so you listen you listen to all that did that make you feel cool to your friends did it feel um, like you got a DJ dad do you know what? who's like <laughs> blasting to all this crowd and doing all this stuff it's interesting. I actually never spoke about my dad being a DJ because I don't know. At the time, it never felt like, oh my gosh, guess what, guys? Because now you see like in today's day and age where yeah. you are a creative and yeah. from people hear the word creative, they can almost kind of tell what you do. Yeah. <laughs> back then, that word never existed. existed yeah. So yeah, back, my dad was a creative back then, but I, I wouldn't have even known how to explain that to my friends for them to even think, oh my days, your dad is so cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, yeah. But as a young girl... Does that make you feel cool seeing dad playing to all this crowd and doing oh, all this kind of stuff? I think my biggest like thing at the time was like my dad's DJ name was Double H, which okay. stood for Henry and Henry. So yeah. he's Henry with a Y, I'm Henry with an IE. And that to me was like one of the coolest things. I was like, yeah, dad, like you love me. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was very cool to be able to be a part of his journey, journey yeah. in that way. And yeah, because he we always used to like ride in the car together all the time when yeah. I was like really little. 
his love of music and the things that he would play definitely influenced my Are love you of music as well. girl? Do you feel you're closer to... Yes, in a way. Like, we, we've got a lot of, like, the same um, influences, as in, like, musically and, like, the yeah. kind of things we like. And he's quite a creative brain and he loves thinking outside the box even till yeah. this day. But, like, obviously, I grew up with my mum. So, okay. like, a lot of the things that I have... She too, <laughs> she also like has a lot of like um, Nigerian, Yoruba, cultural, traditional. Influence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Around her. Yeah. So that's kind of how I was like, that's how I grew up. Anyway. How did that feel when you was going to go into music? Oh, he loved it. He loved yeah. that. I, even to this day, like he's always like sending me things that I could do. Like, have you tried this? Have you tried streaming this? Have you tried YouTube? Have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? There's, I know that there's not that many parents like that would encourage it right off the bat. But my dad is definitely one of them. So getting into DJing as a, as a, as a young girl, young black girl mm -hmm. and all that. that how daunting did that turn? Did it, did, it's, it's a male-dominated industry, just men and yeah. not even boys, like men doing mm -hmm. this kind of thing. Yeah. Did you think you got you had a chance at all? When I first like wanted to start DJing, I didn't think of my race, my gender. I didn't think of anything. I just loved music. So it just felt like natural for me to like want to get into it, even though, as I think back now, it was a man that taught me how to DJ. <laughs> but... Um, I didn't think of that. And I think that's what allowed me to love it even more. Obviously, as you continue on in the career, you like yeah. see some of the setbacks. Yeah. But getting into it, I was definitely like wide-eyed and like hopeful and having that faith that things will work out or at least I come out with like, a nice hobby. Do you know what I mean? Like wanting to learn more about music. So yeah, I didn't really think about it too tough yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Okay, so how did you learn that, those, the dynamics of it? Because DJing for me, I, I know music, I love music, but I look at what you DJs do sometimes from turning in, from queuing in the songs, from yeah. learning the basics, from... Yeah. It just, it just seems like so much. Do you have to go to school to learn to be a DJ? <laughs> Do you know what there are like there are actually some like tutors and like lessons available but I was taught by somebody. Yes, I was taught by somebody one to one. Yeah. However, once you get like the basics and the, the yeah the basics of it, it is easy to be able to go from there and therefore like learn your own style, learn like DJ of whatever kind of music you want to do. And the one thing that I've learned from DJM is that to be a good DJ, you have to know your music. Do you know what I mean? So if I was given somebody else's USB or somebody else's laptop, there's nothing to say that I'd give off a good set because that person with that USB or laptop, they know what's on there. They yeah. know what they yeah. can bring out. They know what they can put together. Yeah. Whereas me, that's what I'd have to do for my own music. And that's what makes each DJ their own special kind of DJ because they know where they fit, what they want to do, like where they want the music to go, where no other DJ can really do that specific thing that they do. So Yeah. What are those, or what's that one unforgettable memory as a DJ that you've been in that you that you feel you will just never forget for the rest of your life? These baddest experience i think one of my favorite djing experience has to be when i was in Cannes last year in okay. france Ooh, and that nice. was for the um can that's film. a can film festival can film that's festival. the massive can film festival. you was a can it was ridiculous DJing so, a can. yeah it was actually Ooh, ridiculous so right. we just have to glorify god because when i was there i didn't really know what i was in for until I started DJing and then I was hearing whispers like, oh my gosh, yeah, Naomi Campbell's in the back. Oops. Jared Leto is there. And obviously not to like, do you know what I mean? Overdo it. But when you, when you hear stuff like that, you're like, oh, raw, like this is a bit crazy, isn't it? Like it's a bit insane. Wow. So doing stuff like that and being able to play to that crowd and they fully and thoroughly enjoy themselves is incredible. Being on the lineup next to 
like I think Dua Lipa was playing my year, Kendrick Lamar and um, Post Malone. Wow. They were all playing my year. So literally the big screen would go from me straight to, to them. them and Kate Trinada, like honestly, one of the best things um, wow. I've done in a while. And wow. it, like it, DJing felt like my full-time job anyway when I was there, because I was there for like a week and a half to like two weeks. So it literally meant I'd wake up, DJ, go to bed, wake up, DJ, go to bed. So yeah. it felt like, do you know what I mean? Like work, work, just on a beach. <laughs> what, what was the reception that seeing a female black DJ, was that? Was there any reception towards that or was it just normal? I don't think that anybody like said, oh wow, you're a black female DJ, like you're cool. I think people loved like the music that they were hearing at the time, which is what I loved because I got to be a bit more experimental, yeah. a bit more like... Yeah, a bit more experimental, the music that I play, which is what I like doing anyway. Because again, thanks to my dad, growing up, I listened to so much different types of music yeah. that I was still able to bring, for example, like an Afro vibe, which I played for a lot of the time, to house, to a map piano, to, to all sorts, you know what I mean? So, and they enjoyed it like the whole way through, which is what I enjoyed it. So when you so. have to DJ and there's a crowd, you have to research your crowd, you have to know who they are, what kind of music they might like. You yeah. Have to all that kind of background stuff. I think that I don't I don't like get like a demographic pull up of who's going to be there like yeah 45 year olds but it's it's more like you can just you can kind of tell yeah. from the event from when you get like invited to it what it's going to be and sometimes it's a case of literally turning up on day 1 and seeing what you're going to do and stuff like or experiences like can was kind of like that where you kind of turn up and then you look at the crowd and it's like all right cool what am I going to do and then you go from there cuz you can tell what kind of vibe each crowd each I guess crowd would want yeah so what, what 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 was that? Tell us about that show, that particular one that they kind of didn't feel you. What uh, can? No, 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 not can. Which oh, tell us about an experience that they didn't. That they me. didn't feel you. The crowd just were oh, boo. Nah, not exactly boo, but they, they yeah. just didn't feel you. This one. That's a good question. I haven't really. <laughs> I, I haven't. No, I haven't had like. Oh my gosh! Like everyone's like. Oh my gosh! What is this girl playing? Like what yeah. is going on? I've never really had that. But when you have like people that don't really want, you don't. They don't really want to dance. Obviously, it makes life a little bit harder oh, no, for yeah. you. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like no matter what you bring out, like they're a bit like. Oh, don't really want to unless you bring out like a really big song. Like yeah. for example. When Essence was huge yeah. by Wizkid. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Once you play that, but then once I play Wizkid, then I can understand then what the crowd wants yeah. from that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So you kind of gauge the crowd. Yeah, you can gauge it 100%. Mm, okay, cool. So moving on from DJing, you've gone into like broadcasting, which is presenting and then having your own show and Kiss. Yes. How's that journey been for you? Like, is, that, is it a transition or is it still the same journey? Um, podcasting to radio isn't that hard of a transition. Before I started podcasting, I was a radio presenter anyway. Yeah. So when you went to, or when I went to podcasting, it just meant long format instead of short format. Short format Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. with radio, you've literally got like sometimes 10 seconds yeah. <laughs> to say what you need to, say, you need to say and then you, you need to get out of it. So um, it, it wasn't that big of um, a transition, especially like when it came to guests. Yeah. Um, at, in podcasting with Who We Be Talks, which was the podcast that I did, um, 
yeah, you, we had like big guests every single week, like every yeah. week without yeah. fail. And that was a lot of fun to do. I wow. loved speaking to people. I loved that. And I loved having a co-host as well to be able to like go back and forth with someone for like 45 minutes about life, about wow. random stuff. That's amazing, isn't it? So, just yeah. digging into their life, getting to know about them, facts. getting to know what, you know, what, what ticks, what makes them tick no, and, and stuff. So tell us about some of the, some of the massive, 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 names you've been you, you've sat across and spoken to um, sort of like deep into their, their their lives in terms of podcasting podcasting yeah. so with podcasting um some of my favorites have to have been um idris elba was really Ooh, good nice we had my drama and heady one on the same day that okay. was great okay. <laughs> uh we had um Ian Wright, who Ooh. is incredible. Yeah. And um, we've had so, we've actually had so many. We've had like everyone in the UK industry so far. Yeah. We had like Sweetie. We've had like, we've had so many like. So many of these guys. Yeah, yeah. so many. Did you ever feel intimidated? Like there was this name coming and how, how am I going to do this? Um, do you know what? Yeah, I try my best to not feel nervous. <laughs> like I really try my best because then you realise that whoever sat in front of you is a human being just Same like you. Role, yeah. And then you actually realise as well that if you are a little bit nervous, so are they. So are so, they. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I try my best to not get too overexcited by another human being because we are both human. We're both experiencing this together and this is just a conversation. So once I try to get all of that out of my mind, then things become a lot easier. Ah. Oof. So uh, in, in conversating with these people and getting to know all this stuff yeah. and then you introducing yourself. How do you even introduce yourself on your show? Oh gosh, it's so cringe. Hi, I'm Henry. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm no Henry. it'll be like, yeah, okay, cool. So if, it, if this is like Kiss Fresh, yeah. but it's, you know that it's never the same. So every single time someone's like, yeah, introduce yourself, I'll be like, yeah, I'm Henry. But if like it's the actual radio in front of me, I, I will, automatic, I will automatically sound different. How do you switch into the zone? I don't know, babe. It's the bright lights. Yeah. <laughs> it changes everything. So if I was on Kiss, Kiss for example, it'll be like, oh, I can't even do it. Yes, you can. This is Kiss. We've got lights, man. How yeah. much lights do you want? <laughs> Bro, we need more lights. <laughs> Just add a purple light in for branding. Do you know what I mean? It'll be like, um, yeah, it's Henry on Kiss Fresh with you all the way till 9pm on the show. I have got Missy Elliott coming through all the way from LA. Blah, blah. But even then, it's still a little bit different because like being in it will always yeah. feel a lot more different. Do you know what I mean? Where the pressure is on you, where it's a bit more like, wow, you have to get this job done kind of thing. So every single time somebody like says, oh my gosh, you have to be normal Henry to present a Henry. I'm just like, I don't know how to make that switch without me being in the actual studio. Do you know what I mean? And you see the red light on. <laughs> wow do you do you get your guests or do you, are you told the guests that's coming in this and stuff um, like that when i used to do community radio yeah it all the hard work was on us so we used to send out all the emails yeah we would do like literally i would produce the show from top to bottom, to bottom yeah. everything would be done by us but then as i've moved into commercial radio a lot of those things have been lifted from me yeah. because there are people that actually get paid to do that now yeah. so yeah, like a producer literally yeah. will produce the show um and i will help with the production part so just as well you, ah, tomorrow you got pretty much yeah free. no but <laughs> <laughs> you know, literally, pretty much, it's literally like that. You'll get a call and it'll be like, uh, yeah, you're talking to Wizkid tomorrow, or Ooh. you're talking to Burner Boy tomorrow, or you're talking to... And I'll be like, uh, I mean, okay, yes, <laughs> I can do it, but God's grace and mercy, yes, we can get this done. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Well, how are you finding it? How are you finding that? And do you combine it with music or are you stepping aside from DJing to 
going to focus on it all works together when yeah. you when you like deep it like even though you're not really doing much presenting when you're DJing, unless you're like hosting on the mic as well, yeah. the fact that I love the music that I play on radio automatically means I love the music that I'm going to be DJing as well because yeah. they b- both coincide. And being in radio means that I al- always know what new music is out. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then not only do I like this person's music, but I get to see their personality. personality and then right. like some moments are then like created from that. Like for example, interviewing Coyle Ray was one of my favorite things to do because even in that like she is from Cape Verde which didn't know before so already she's a part of the diaspora we love her already and then there's like a you know premier girl like how there's a a version of that to better catch another flight yeah I will like we were able to record ourselves dancing to that in the studio and therefore I was able to show her a version of Africanness that even though we've grown up with it and we know what that song is because we've been hearing it since we were two years old. She is now entering a part of that world. And so that's what I mean by literally everything kind of like goes together in one. Because even though it wasn't, I know it wasn't from our video that people knew that that song or that mashup existed. You now went to the club and then you'd hear the the mix and blend of players and premier do you know what I mean like that to me is just so like mind boggling and I just love the fact that we're able to create those moments that people across the diaspora can enjoy really enjoy wow that's that sounds like a lot then but with um you you've also been and tell us about the mobile experience and all those other hosting mobiles (laughs) so yeah no do you know what Everything and anything to do with the MOBOs, I have been excited about since I was young. To be nominated for a MOBO award twice is incredible. And I think one year I did um, the presentation for the actual like nominees for the year. And then I had to actually read out my own name in that. That was an incredible experience as that well. That was good, yeah. yeah that was I really can fun. imagine. And, and, and obviously it's uh, uh, for black people of black origins and stuff. Of what, what's, what's, what's your take on that in terms of like... Um, success and uh success with black people at the moment yeah in terms of like the uk or well not just the uk i would say the 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 world in general especially the west um do you know what yeah i think that black success is seen globally but not necessarily by people in the uk Mm. but like nigerians africans south africans literally the whole of the the whole of Africa as a continent yeah. is kind of leading that. Do you see yourself as uh, part of the Afrobeat movement? Like, have, um, you, have you played a part in it? Not, I don't. I don't see myself as specifically a part of like the Afrobeats movement. There are definitely some presenters, some DJs who are doing what they need to do. But I love seeing what they're doing, and I love supporting what they're doing as well. Yeah, um, and and obviously with Afrobeat movies taking taking over the world now, and well, not taking over the world. Oh, it I is. Mean, it I need is, you to make is. no mistake. Like, make Tell no me mistake. <laughs> it actually is taking over the world from like when Rema can do a headline show in India. Yeah, these are things that could have never it. It, it would have never crossed my mind. Do you know what I mean? So like, for example, I think the first time I went to see Wizkid was like in 2018 or something. I think yeah. that might have been the first time he came over, 16. But I saw him one of the times that he came over, first or second. And that makes sense. There's a large Nigerian community in London. If he goes to Toronto, makes sense. Large Nigerian community over there. But when you are in India, when you are in... Finland. Finland. Places that you would have never... You would have never thought. Do you know what I mean? Even though there's Nigerians in every corner of the world, where there's not like a massive, massive 
you know what I mean, collective, you would have, I would have just never thought. So when I was in Thailand, experiencing that was crazy for me. I would have just never thought. Why is that though? Why do you think that there's just so much acceptance for that genre of music right now? I, that's a really good question. I think that people now are definitely open to way more sounds than they were before. I think that Afrobeats is easily digestible for every ear, yeah. which is great. And I think that people are way more open to different cultures that are different to their own way more than ever before. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So people are way more open to listening to a song in Yoruba as they are to listening to a song in French, even right. if they un don't understand every anything because the beat is probably what brings them in. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm so happy about that. It makes me happy. Do you love Afrobeats? So like, oh, you know, darling. Absolutely. Do you know what? It, it runs so deep. And again, this is to do with my dad as well. <laughs> when I was young, he used to play songs like, Idris, you said you're going to marry me. me. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Them kind of songs that that's what I grew up actually listening yeah, to. Yeah. So for the fact that it's this big now, yeah. it, it makes my heart smile because I'm like, yeah, you lot are taking in even though it sounds a little bit different, but you're taking in what I used yeah. to listen to when yeah. I was a child. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I tell people, oh my gosh, do you know this song? They're like, no. Yeah. But now, do you know what I mean? We can relate to kind of the same things. So. Is he added speak now or do you think there's still, more, there's still a lot to come? Say that again? Is he added speak now? I mean, Afrobeats. Oh, so. I think that is going to continue. Songs with, again, a good beat to it and a good sound and a good feel, people will always take it in. For example, like Dancehall. Dancehall was like one of the biggest genres in the world, especially influencing America at yeah. a certain point yeah. and it's because the beats were always nice it's happy music it's yeah. music that everybody can enjoy and yeah. love that's yeah. how you can go to Japan and see a big dance hall community yeah. over there do you know what I mean yeah. so I think it's gonna it's gonna stand the test of time yeah I mean it's crazy because a few years tracking a few years back it used to be uh, dance hall and, and, and the trend was more being Caribbean or Jamaican to yeah. a large extent yeah. it's kind of changing I mean did you did, are you aware of that kind of experience because growing up in, in, in the UK especially people coming in everybody wanted to to either a black person mm -hmm. you either want to be Caribbean or Jamaican mm -hmm. or you know you want to kind of identify with that kind of school mm -hmm. is that something you're aware of or because now it's kind of changing it, yeah. it feels a bit proud to be African now yeah, for some yeah, reason yeah, yeah no, I've heard of it can I say that I was ever doing that no, I loved being Nigerian. Yeah. However, I say it more now that I'll be like, yeah, I'm Jamaican on the weekend. But that's because when I, again, when I grew up, I, as much as I loved Afrobeats, I also loved dancehall. Yeah. So like that deep dancehall that not a lot of people know about, that's also me in the same way as Afrobeats as well. I loved everything that was a part of the diaspora, everything yeah. that was black. Yeah. So I took literally both in at the same time. However, when I was younger, I was very much, I'm Nigerian, like I'm Nigerian. Right. I'm from Sierra Leone. Right. <laughs> which, do you, you? which do you prefer? Only because I know more about like, do you know what I mean? Language wise, it would have yeah. to be Yoruba. Like I understand way more about it so traditionally. So you prefer Nigeria to, to Syria? No. I don't, I don't prefer one <laughs> to the other. I, I don't, I, yeah. I don't think I actually can. Because have I'm, you been in Syria? No, not yet, but Oops. I want to. But you've been in Nigeria? You grew up I've in been to Nigeria. It was when I was young, like we, over 20 years ago now. But All I right. want to go to both. I'd love to like do like a round trip of right. both eventually. Yeah. So, I mean, tell us about your production company because you're getting into production now. You created production companies. And, oh yeah. And what's that? about where you going with all this oh my gosh <laughs> so um yeah back in like 2020 i think i created a production company called htk productions which was basically just to facilitate me putting out my own content really yeah. and it started with um is your area changing which is a 
three-part docuseries about gentrification, yeah. to put like put it bluntly, in and around the areas that I usually go to. Right. And I wasn't expecting it to do anything because it was just me, a cameraman and my friend literally just out filming in the streets. But I don't know, God is good. During lockdown, the Londonist, which has like a million followers on Twitter, they reposted it and then it just started like flying everywhere wow. and like all of like our usual blogs. So like yeah. GRM, Link Up TV, Trench Magazine. So what, what kind of content are you, are you, what are you, what are you looking to do with the production company? Where are you going with that? Is it creating online content? Is it creating actually yeah. films and movies and cinema and theatrical stuff? What I like I like this? the ideas of document docu series. I like being a little bit tongue in cheek because once I say like gentrification, like I can imagine no one said it so far, but I can imagine like eyes rolling and like here we go again. But like that being said, when you watch the documentary, <laughs> you get to like understand that I'm coming from it from like a youthful aspect. Yeah. So some. Pardon? Is it out? Oh yeah, no, it's been out for a while. That was like one of the the first things that I actually ever like put out. So um, yeah, like I'm looking at it from like a youth perspective and a black perspective. Oh yeah, the Nigerians came over and called Peckham Little Lagos perspective. So what do they think of the gentrification if they came over back when they did? Do you know what I mean? And what do they think of Peckham? And so um, yeah, stuff like that makes me happy and it makes me like proud of the work do you know what I mean that I've been able to achieve by God's grace <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna make more documentaries docuseries do you know what yeah like I, I would love to I just need to find like another angle of what what next yeah. I want to do do you know what I mean it, 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 I don't know about you but it seems like there's so many things happening there at is, once bro so we've much. had COVID now we're in economic crisis Crisis. like bro what, let me just wake up Le- and have a good uh, day what's, <laughs> that what's, what's that one called uh, standard of living so yeah, cost of living cost crisis. Of living crisis. Bro, there's there's actually stuff. a lot going on. There is. There is. <laughs> so, but where are you taking your career though? What's uh, because there's been quite a few. Uh, there's there's the DJing, there's the yeah. podcasting, there's the broadcasting, there's uh, host, there's the content creator. There's quite a few things for yeah. for a young woman, for a young beautiful woman like yeah. yourself. But where are you taking all this? Like, what's the what's the what's the near future for you? I don't. I try to not think that I'm going to take it anywhere because it means that I have my own plans and I don't actually have any plans. Oops. Everything that's like... Do you not need to have a plan? Personally, no. Because I, I, because I have faith that it will work itself out. Do you know faith what I mean? in? In God. Because <laughs> okay. I'm like, I, I, I don't want it to be my plan because if yeah. it was my plan, I don't even think I'd be here today. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. And so... I don't really have any plans other than to enjoy myself. Hey, right. I, I, I want to be able how to much, how, much, how much does that help you though? Because you tend to, because when you, when you listen to like success principles and success books and stories and stuff, you need yeah. to have a plan. You need to plan stuff. You need to plan five years, uh-huh. 10 years, two years, three years. If you but you come in here and saying you ain't got a plan. Do you know what? Yeah, as human, this is going to get so, but as human beings, we are, what are we ever satisfied with? You say that, oh yeah, I want to reach one goal. Once you reach that goal, you're now going to set yourself another one. But with me not like setting any plans or any goals, it means that I'm at, like, I want to be super appreciative of everything I've got as opposed to, oh my gosh, what's the next one now? What's the next one? I love the fact that I'm able to do something every single day. And it's like, wow, like I can't believe that 
this is what I'm doing today. I love to be open to the unexpectedness oh, of life. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, yeah, when, if it's unexpected, then it gets, to, I don't know, it feels a lot better. It feels great. <laughs> it feels generic. I, I, I actually really, really, really identify with that in a way because, I mean, I, I speak to people and I look at stuff and I see how everyone's so caught up on the fact that you have to plan things and all oh, that. And yeah. I feel that when you plan things, you restrict yourself yeah. because you can only be within that plan. Oh, absolutely. But when you kind of leave it open, it's a bit of a risk, Yeah. but then you leave yourself open to... Yeah. Yeah. differences is that is that is that yeah. your your thought uh, on for it? me i'm just like what is risk when there's faith do you know what i mean like if i've got faith that it'll work out then by god's grace it will no matter what it looks like i have to be okay with it do you know what i mean so i try my best not to set up like no five-year plans because imagine i set up the five-year plan now and on year five i haven't done it oh that yeah. kind of shame even yeah. me i don't want it for myself yeah. <laughs> and, and and so far you think faith has been leading you on so good um oh absolutely like it's been one of the yeah. biggest parts of my have journey been, have you ever been disappointed with god no more disappointed with myself if anything for like why why is that do you know think that maybe sometimes you want something why don't you just blame me on god why do you have to blame me on yourself oh my gosh that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy no no how is that even crazy no how can i how can i blame god? what if you did what you're meant to do when it still doesn't happen this is really philosophical now, but if, if you're saying that, okay, cool, if you did what you meant to do, then that means that it's in my own eyes, I've done what I've meant to do. doesn't mean that it's in God's eyes. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Right. So if I say to myself, oh yeah, God, well, I've done what I've meant to do, I, I could, like, God will turn around and be like, all right, cool. But that's in your own eyes. You've set your own standards and you said that that's what you want to do and you fulfilled what you want to do. But that doesn't mean that's what God wants for my life. Do you know what I mean? So no, I can't ever like turn around and blame God for what? <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't do it because if it's a mistake or anything, then it will be on me. And there's nothing to say that things are a mistake as well because God opens doors. God closes them as well. And then God can reopen another one straight after. So, yeah. why, do you have, why do you have faith in God? Because I realise that doing it my own way, I will always fall short. Do you know what I mean? As human beings, eh, it's who we are. We've, we fall short. We fail. We, But with that faith in God, it means that if I fall short or if I don't feel great one day or if anything ever falls through in the eyes of man anyway, because it doesn't mean it's falling through in the eyes of God. I always have something more than me to to lean on, to rest on. So that's why I, ha I have that faith, because if it was me left to me on my days, I would have drowned by now. Do you know what I mean? In my own overthinking of things. So I try not to overthink, not to say that I don't, but I try not to and leave all the thinking to the most high. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you a very sort of impulsive person or do you have to think through or how do you, how do you, um, how do you make your decisions? That's a good question. Maybe a bit of both, but I've like, I've tried to think more now, but it, it, it's about more like, I guess what feels right. Do you know what I mean? Whatever feels right, whatever it feels like the spirit is leading in, then that's what I'll try to do. And I'll surely see whether or not it's right or not. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so how do you deal with mistakes then when you feel, when you do stuff that you feel oh, that's a good hasn't gone right? Before I said, even till now, to be honest, I'm like my biggest self-critic, I think here on earth like I feel like I'm I can't I can come down like quite hard on myself but like I've tried oh I want to try even harder to be like yeah Henry like these are just days that people have so you get up and you dust yourself off and then you move on have you had massive failures uh no <laughs> have, you ever have you ever failed 
other than maybe like not getting a job if you but i don't know if that's failure though because bro if i had that job that i thought i wanted i wouldn't be here today right. do you know what i mean so can i actually call them failures i don't think i've i don't well, think you set up to do something that did not turn out as you planned it I, and as you have worked for it to, 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 to turn out. I used to want to have like two different types of jobs. So I wanted to be a presenter and then also work within the industry, but like in the back. So like I used to want to work as part of a music label. Yeah. And I remember like properly going to like interviews, everything and get into like the final stages yeah. and then not getting the job. Now, can I look back in life and call that a failure? I don't think I can. Because yeah. if that was a failure then, then what am I doing now? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it, it can't have been a failure. It was definitely just a part of the plan. Are you in a relationship? No. <laughs> have you ever been in a relationship? Yes. Okay. When was the last one? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Feels like a love island. <laughs> when was the last one? That's a good question. Ages, literally ages ago. Like years, I'm talking. Years. I'd have to like count, literally count it. Wow. Yeah. Why is that? You got married to your career? Not at all. Nothing in particular. Like, obviously I'm happy with life as it is. I don't feel like anything is missing. I feel like when it's right and God says it's right, it will come. I feel like that's another thing that I don't have to rush. You don't think you need, you, you don't miss that you need another, an other in your life. No. I think that obviously everyone kind of feels that way, but am I like waking up thinking, oh my gosh, I would love a man on my arm. No, yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's cool. But uh, uh, you find if, as, as long as you feel that's, that's fine and, and, no, and, and absolutely. you're okay with that and nothing, nothing's yeah. effective. And like imagine if I'm out here forcing it. Do you know what I mean? Like that would just be the most cringe thing ever. When the things are meant to come, they will happen and yeah. I will be happy when they do. So what have you been doing to all the guys that's been coming? All the people that's been coming? What have I Surely been? there have been people I coming. I will smile and I'll say good luck and God bless and you have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> So you've been breaking a lot of guys' hearts. Oh, we don't know that. A lot of people's hearts. It feels like they wake up every day fine. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. They're probably not sleeping. I'm just thinking every day, oh my God, I hear you go. I kind of think, could be, could be. Well, yeah. But nah. Um, well, listen, at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's all good if, 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 you, if you're rolling with that yeah, and, 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 and you feel good with that. So, yeah, it works. So why not? We've talked about the, the, the future plans and is there anything in particular that you're really licking that in future, this is what I want to be like. I would love to, you, you might be like, think it's a boring answer, but no, I would, no, no, obviously no. I would love to keep presenting. Yeah. Like I'd love to like present, continue to present stuff and present big stuff, like try out live TV. I would love to do all of that. However, whatever that looks like in the future is what I'm willing to roll with. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, left to, if it was me left to, down to me, I wouldn't even be doing what I'm doing today yeah. where I, do yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm kind of just like leaving it down to however God wants it to work. Yeah. Me too. I'm ready for that too. Are there any particular heroes like yours, you, um, people you, you, you'd really maybe influenced you or that you're really looking to, you know, become like, I don't, I don't think that there's anyone that I'd want to be like. <laughs> um, but that, that's not because I don't think of anybody as great. There are some incredible, incredible yeah. presenters. Yeah. But I think the way that even my mind might be set up, once I start to 
see someone in a way that's like, whoa, yeah. then I am gonna like probably even indirectly mold myself to be them when yeah. they, there's only one them and there's an incredible thing that makes them them yeah. and there's an incredible thing that makes me me. Do you know what I mean? So I, I try my best not to idolize people. However, that being said, there are some incredible presenters and some incredible DJs out there. Donch DJ, someone that taught me to how to DJ. I think yeah. he's so... Like the way his mind works when he's DJing super mids, AAA, all of these incredible DJs. When it comes to Jeremiah Asiyama, incredible DJ. Presenting now, when I was really young, I loved Dermot O'Leary <laughs> on um, X Factor. I loved, there wasn't like that many um, black women, but the black women that were on, that were on TV, I yeah. loved, I, like I loved seeing them, especially like on CBBC. And there were young black British just like yeah. me. Yeah. I like seeing them on TV. Are there enough black women in, in that right now? Um, there's, a, there's a few, to be honest. Like, especially presenter slash personality-wise. There are there are a few and there are a lot of upcoming ones upcoming as well, ones, which is yeah. what we like to see. Oh, which is good, which is good. Um, uh, any plans for Africa? Are you going anywhere there soon? I would love... I don't know if it's this year. Yeah. God willing, next year. Because this year, I think I'm going to go to Asia, I think. However... Okay. Um, Africa, I would love to go. Oh my gosh, I would love to go. Yeah. I would love to, I've already been to Ghana, so yeah. I've done that, but I would love to go to Nigeria and Sierra Leone and Ghana and just do like a round a little trip. Tour and all that. Literally, of all of them. And yeah. then maybe go to South Africa and then come back home. <laughs> oh, cool. But home is the UK. Pardon? Home is the UK. Home is the UK, yeah. <laughs> so do you, do you consider yourself at this point in your life, in your career, are you successful? Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you reckon people no, like actually you, like sit down and think that? No, what do you think? Think I don't, it now. I don't, babe, literally, not a clue. I don't know if people like actually wake up and they're like, oh yeah, I'm fully like successful. Um, but I think that I'm happy. Do yeah. you know what I mean? With where I am and what I'm doing. Oh, cool. All right. I mean, I don't know if you think you are, but relatively, I think you've got to accept the fact that there's a bit, there's, 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 some, there's a measure of success in there. And um, there's a lot of young people out there, especially in, in, in places like Africa, which is a mention now, Sierra mm -hmm. Leone, Nigeria, Ghana, Tanzania, and all these other places mm -hmm. who, what you have achieved the way you are now is like dream to them. It's like, yeah. it's massive. And uh, how, what would you say to, so you're going to look at that camera, which is, I think that's your camera. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to speak to them now. You're going to speak Hi. to your people. You're going to talk to this <laughs> little girl, little girl, like, especially, let's, let's just specialize in little girl like yourself yeah. that's in... Uh, I'm trying to think of a village in Lesha or something mm. in somewhere deep in 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 in, in, in the streets of Nigeria or Ghana or any of these other places. Yeah. Who would dream to be on Kiss? Who would dream to perform in Cannes? Who yeah. would dream to be to be you know to be on the mobiles to to be on a fucking oh, here is <laughs> here, here is diary and all yeah. that? Who would dream to at least? I mean, what you achieve would be like a lifelong dream to them. Mm -hmm. How can they make that journey? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So, honestly, I feel like faith is a big part of everything. I feel like don't ever try to downplay the dreams or whatever has been put into your heart that you want to do. Uh, believe that you can do it, believe that you can achieve it, have that faith that you can, and always take a leap of faith. Even if it sounds crazy to everybody else if it's believable in your own heart and that that feeling in your heart is so strong just go ahead and do it like literally just just do it 
All right, that's <laughs> it. We're going to round off on this now. Thank you Thank very you much. Thank so you so much very much, Harry. Really, you. really appreciate having you here. Thank you. I think it's been really enlightening and um, getting into your world. Thank it's a bit so. of a special world. The, 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 the DJing from a from a lady's perspective yeah. and then the hosting and podcasting and all this kind of stuff. I think it's really, really essential that people begin to open more to, to fields, not just that, uh, you know, if you want to do something, it feels right. really special to you, regardless of if someone is doing it or not, yeah. you really have to go for it. And right. then, but you've gone for it and nice. you're making us proud as always, God you know, you. you are Nigerian, you're Sierra Leonean, you're Her. British. We love all that. Thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate you on here, Thank man. You so I much for do me. hope you've had a nice time. And uh, Thank you. Yeah, inspired people as much as always. Mm. All right, it's Hero's Diary. And another episode. Peace out. <laughs>